I'm Ben Bronze. And I'm Michael Sodnik. And you're listening to the Food Styly Podcast. Yeah. Recording is in process. It's a beautiful 78 degrees and sunny. R.I.P., also known as rest in peace, but recording in process can um, define what we are doing right now. Oh, it's it's one of those terms that, you know, a lot of scientists use, you know, for many of years. And um, I, I, I think it's great. I love recording in process. I, and uh, I love recording. I It's just a, it's a beautiful thing. Recording is just close to the most, one of the holiest things you can possibly do. It's a spiritual experience, man. It really is, and (laughs) I love it for that. I want to know, you said you're drinking a Blue Moon. Blue Moon. (laughs) Take me to the Blue Moon. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I mean, get it? Right, dude? Because it's the name of the beer? (laughs) Wait, who sung that song? So like I think multiple people like Andre or what's like Andre <laughs> saying it also Dr. Frank Sinatra <laughs> I think Andre though I think Andre was the one who who sang it the most Oh he sang it over <laughs> 5 million times in his career I once saw Andre uh just standing on top of the US Bank building in downtown Milwaukee and he just had a megaphone and he, and he was singing, singing that song, song. Oh, oh it's beautiful nice. Was he drinking a blue moon as well it's, it looked like he was. Uh, it was. It was interesting because I was kind of seeing it from a different angle, and um, okay, and it, it did look like a blue moon. So I, that I, is, I, that I, is I, I like to think that he was. But yeah, great, great singer. I think um, all of his fans would like to think that he was, but we can't know for sure because you know the U.S. Bank Building is about you know ten thousand feet tall, and you know our binoculars can only reach so far. Binoculars, it's really interesting because they, they when they were first created uh, by, by a fellow named... Uh, George R- Binocular. George, <laughs> George Binocular. Uh, Mr. Binocular, he was like, I just need to see better. And uh, I hate glasses. I hate, he hated wearing glasses. And yeah. he actually, he completely destroyed a pair of glasses that he had. He uh, just, you know, he, he took it and just fed it to his pet shark. And it was... He was, he was, was beside it. himself. He just was like, what am I going to do? I mean, he was literally beside himself. He cloned himself, and he just wanted to see himself better. So instead of taking acid, he took a binocular. That he had true. one That's, at first. That is what they said. He had one and at first, and then he got two. You can really... He really loved zooming in on the subject matter, too, and the binoculars really, you know, allowed him to to do that. Oh, yeah. I love zooming. I love, I love zooming in, man. I mean, the binoculars, seeing a beautiful bird flying in the midnight sun is one of the greatest opportunities oh. that I or any other human being on this planet can get. And the, the, the best thing about birds is they love flying in the midnight sun. They love flying they in the midnight sun. I, I love it. Would you ever see like a bird smile? When I, oh, there's this bird that I smiles love. every time I pass it on, uh, on like 68th Street. I think I've just, seen that bird. It it has the the largest grin out of any bird I've seen smile. Yeah, it's really he. he I mean, I continue with our dentist theme here. You know, I mean, how much dentists yeah. have done for the world. This right. bird here just has the beautiful smile, most beautiful smile I've ever seen. His teeth are so white and green. I, and I cried a, approximately, 
you know, 15 times seeing this bird. And not like tears of sadness. It was tears of joy. Tears of joy, man. I I love tears of joy. I love tears for fears. I love... I love, you know, I love tears in heaven. I love (laughs) tears for fears. I love love the tears running down my beautiful little eyes. (laughs) I love birds, too. I mean, they're... Was that bird still wearing braces, by the way? Because I know it was... You know, speaking of dentists as well, yeah. was it wearing was it wearing braces? I think I think he got him taking them off. I, I thought I thought last time I saw him, I couldn't again. I couldn't quite tell because I was seeing it from a again. Different you angle. were so far away. <laughs> I was so far away. And even though you had binoculars, you couldn't really you know make out the details, if you will. Um, There's not a whole the, lot that I that I can can see without my binoculars. You know who who really can you know. <laughs> binoculars are it's i feel like everybody should have a pair of binocs yeah at least at least one maybe a backup pair just maybe in case you lose them just in case a lot of people lose them a lot of people drop them in between you know the train tracks and there they you go. know i think it's the closest we can get to seeing the future it really, binoculars it really is when i'm looking when i'm looking through binoculars i see a message of hope i see a message of courage among the American fans, man. You and know. I just, I see just so many smiling faces every time. All around I, me, there's smiling, is, what is it, all around me there's smiling places or... Or something like, or what is it? Or what, <laughs> <laughs> All around me there's smiling places, surrounding faces. Surrounding places or something. You know, like I'm sitting in a bad, bad world or, or <laughs> <laughs> something like that. It's something like that. It's it's very it's damn close. Let me tell you. It really is something like that. It really is something. <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. It really is something like that. It's something. It's. But I just don't know if it's like that. I'm gonna go ahead and say that it's just something. <laughs> What's wrong with that? So, how was your Fourth of July? Or what, what you was know, your experience like? There this, wasn't this too much celebrating. Just I'm not too. Honestly, not too proud of this country as it stands. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, just... Hard times. Yeah, just really, I look at other countries and very embarrassing just looking at, you know, this, what it should be, and it's not that. It is uh, quite embarrassing. There's a lot to be afraid about these days. There's a lot to be concerned about, and uh, it's pretty hard to be optimistic. Um that is true. So I did not celebrate. I actually I played in a parade though. Oh, you did. Okay. I played bass drum with the with the marching band and uh. Oh, the small, marching band. Well, not really. I mean, it was like a, more of like a six piece jazz band, you know. It was more of like a you know a twenty four piece <laughs> jazz band. <laughs> you know, there's about you know sixteen stand up bass players as a cor- <laughs> as opposed to sitting down, and there were about fourteen pianos. It was great. Very nice. I love <laughs> I love the implementation in a you know a big band, fourteen pianos. It's becoming more standard as the years go on. And 14 pianos make my heart sing like a million clams in the Atlantic Ocean. Just getting... I love clams. <laughs> I love clams. Do you, what do you actually think about selfish? You know, honestly, I don't think I've had too much. I've had a lot of, not mussels, but oysters. Oysters. And they are just quite delectable. Yeah, Especially I like if you oysters. Get them on the toast. They're really cool. You kind of just knock them back. It's like you know, it's like a shot of whiskey. You're getting hammered on oysters. Yeah, exactly. I can't say I'm a big fan of the mussel. I had it a couple months ago, and uh, 
I liked the sauce more than I liked the muscle. Very nice. I don't know, maybe it wasn't strong enough for me, or I don't so know. So you what just ate the sauce. I just ate the sauce. You just no, drank really. the sauce. <laughs> I, I, you know, because they, they serve them in that bowl of sauce. Oh. You know, whatever it might be. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that bowl of barbecue sauce, you know. Oh, they muscles love barbecue sauce. M- muscles love barbecue sauce. They can't get enough of it. <laughs> Yeah, what is that sauce? I mean, what have you? What kind of sauce have you had with mussels before? I think isn't it just the classic cocktail sauce, or I think sometimes like maybe Tabasco, like a shrimp cocktail, or yeah, something like a shrimp like <laughs> cocktail, something like that. You know, <laughs> whatever like, it's it really, called. It really is something like that. No, I, I <laughs> what I had it was like a Italian sausage and like like pepperoni pizza. <laughs> I, I it was love, like a pepperoni like a pizza that sausage and pepperoni pizza. <laughs> I think that, I think that's what it was. No, I, know, I with a little asparagus on the side. Oh yeah, am I right? It's 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 a great garnish. It sure yeah. is. I uh, yeah, I, I I liked it. I don't know if I'd get them again. If somebody else got them, I'd probably eat snack on it. But I feel like that's the kind of thing with all shellfish is that like I just can't justify spending like twenty five dollars on something that I'm not going to get full on. Right, and it's it's quite pricey just for like a few. Yeah, I think the, the only oysters. thing that I can really justify spending a lot of money on and not getting full on is sushi, because yeah. it's so exactly. fucking good. It's so fucking good. I eat about you know 120 rolls a day, and I I applaud you for that. You know I'm who, sure the audience does too. The audience can relate. I mean, I've had so many emails in the past 24 hours of people just saying, "I have 120 rolls a day." And I love it. I respect. I respect our fans so much because they really just take these culinary risks. You know, they uh, they eat up on sushi. They have about you know six hundred and eighty pieces of sushi a week, which I really respect. Um, you know, they and eat their father's trench coat. Sushi. Yes. Oh, that's a they, ton. Of sushi. They love sushis. They love trench coats. They love you know sushi and trench coats together, like a a nice little combo. But I love our fans too. I love how they keep the air circulating, if you will. They keep the air clean. Yeah, you know, I just, a lot of our I fans. Love fans. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think of a standard box fan? Are you oh, a I fan, love it. if you will? I have this. It's 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 called a Lasco. A Lasco. I've heard of that brand before. They must be the top fan manufacturer. I think it's the premier brand in it's, the planet. <laughs> no, so this is the one that uh, that Bush used when when he went to space. So. It's a pretty no good kidding. fan. Uh, it's it's really strong. I actually I use it you know pretty much twenty four seven. I have a generator that I bring around with me. I just need to keep it around. It helps me stay relaxed. You know, um, I have a lot of anxiety, and when I just hear the fan blowing in the in the midnight wind, um, it it really just eases my anxiety to a level where I can you know actually control my thoughts. Um, so that I'm a big, that's my testimony for Lasco fans. That is just astoundingly phenomenal to hear that. I recommend it. I recommend it. Uh, what do you do? You prefer a box fan or a ceiling fan? Not a big fan, if you will, no pun intended, ah! of the ceiling fan. I th- I don't like the I don't like the you know the the string that comes down to turn it on. It never How about works two the way. Fans? You know, if. The whole ceiling was a giant fan. I think I would love it. But just the fact that it's in the middle, it, it seems lonely. I think yeah. fans have listen, I think fans have a lot of problem with depression. 
and anxiety because they're always alone on the ceiling. It really is. It's, it's a lonely existence. And then, you know, the only time that anybody ever wants to you, you, uh, use you is for their own benefit, which, you know, I guess is, uh, you know, that makes sense. They're using you. Sure. But it's like, it's just sad, man. I, I feel like fans need some more respect. I feel like I, I usually try to give each blade on the fan a hug before I go to sleep. You oh. know, that just feels so bad for for their loneliness. You know, like my friends are so depressed. And I remember I when you the... told me that you, we were, you know, in the ER because you were trying to hug that fan. Oh yeah. There's there was a lot of a lot of blood, but you you really persevered all oh, the way through yeah. that. It was hard hugging experience. I loved that particular blade though. I mean that blade more than anything. Oh, you almost fell me. in love with that. You almost you got down and bent a knee and asked the fan if for its hand in marriage. I did and it's Or it's, it's blade in marriage, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried. It, it ended up just cutting me open, you know. Uh, once again, uh, you know, I. What was the reasoning behind, and... like, the fans, uh, you know, the lack thereof acceptance of your proposal? Um, it, you know, I thought at first, I thought it was strange. At first, I couldn't quite understand the rationale be behind the denial. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized that eventually it was for the better. You know, okay. the, the fan kind of just needs to go spin on its own, you know, and uh, I can't I can't touch the fan. You know, I just get sure. caught. And so I think, um, that's correct what me I if I'm to. wrong, but um, instead of just you being a fan of it, it wanted you to be its biggest fan. It really did, and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't be the biggest fan. You know, I'm, I'm more sure. of a, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a casual fan. You know, I'm a happy sure. good lucky fan. You know, like and this here is, and there, you know, I'll, I'll, right. I'm, I'm there, you know. Here and there, I'm here, there, and everywhere, you know. Here Everything, and there everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> here, there, watching my hand in the mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the lyrics are, but uh, you know, so a lot of those lines, you know. You know, I've been dying to ask you. You know what? What do you think? This is a side note. Um, what do you think of the SM58? Oh, I love, I love the SM58. Uh, one of the most beautiful microphones on planet Earth. Uh, I, I, would, I love them. Uh, they're, I don't know if I would buy another microphone. You know. Sure. Yeah. I, think I mean, it, actually, does, it serves so many purposes. I'm using the microphone that Ringo Starr used when he would uh, you know, record things. You know, yeah, so I mean, that's the Beatles in nineteen, you know, the early sixties. They were using the wireless Sure SM fifty eights. Oh yeah, yeah, and MacBook Pros. They're very wireless. Um, Ringo they're, in particular was super wireless. He really was. He he could just cast himself anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world, uh, at the flip of a switch. He was like a floating gift from God. You know, I mean. Yes, I think anytime you anytime you wanted to meet up with Ringo for lunch, you were able to. I I can think of thousands of occasions where I did meet up for him, meet uh, him for lunch, and it was just a fantastic spiritual experience. What what's like the the thing that Ringo eats for lunch the most? I mean, you've been to a ton of lunches with Ringo. Yeah, he he tends to go a little bit more, you know, minimal uh, yeah. with the grilled cheese. With the crust cut off? Ooh, very interesting. Uh, that's yeah. a great idea. 
Because he kind of has a thing with crust. He thinks it's a little bitter. Like it, it takes away from you know the flavor, the flavor profiles. Of it does the, have that sharp of the bread bitterness. and the cheese. Yeah. yeah. Does the cheese ooze out, or do they kind of shave it off so that way the edges are super? Well, super actually, clean. Uh, Ringo uh, welcomes the cheese ooze. Oh yeah, I love a good cheese ooze. He just he gets fired up. He writes about seven hundred songs right there on the spot, and. Um, I think he's he's a better musician for the Cheezus. I think you know Octopus's Garden was originally supposed to be called Cheezus Garden. It really was. And it just and it didn't ring with the with with the cadence and the and the rhythmic nature of the melody. So the George ring, was like, the ring didn't go, if you will. No, exactly. <laughs> you know the ring the ring got shut down. You know it did. It was and it was that's the, the ring got shut down is one of quite possibly his greatest uh, albums of all time. Yeah, it's a very poignant look at a man who whose career just totally changed after he wasn't able to write about the sandwiches he loved eating, and I thought that was kind of depressing. You know, it's I feel like he could have depressing. kept going. I I agree. I uh, I love. I wish there was more cheese ooze. One yeah. of my favorite Ringo sandwiches, though, that he that he makes is uh, bacon, grilled cheese, and like a fried red pepper. Inside of a fried red pepper. Inside, of, <laughs> you take a giant fried red pepper. And I mean, you just, we're talking skyscrapers. <laughs> we're, ta- we're talking massive, man. We're talking like the size of a nice pumpkin. And you take a giant red pepper, you cut it open. You take a you, you, what you got to do though is you got to roll a, a a ball of Wonder Bread into a ball. You roll okay. a ball into a ball. It's really interesting. Yeah. And then I've heard of that concept before. You you take you take like about <clears throat> at least you know four to six pounds of shredded cheese and you put it in a Dutch oven, and you okay. just melt that so it's nice and creamy and oozy and cheese oozy. Cheese and uh, <laughs> cheese ooze is is beautiful ooze, probably the best ooze. And cheese uh, <laughs> ooze, cheese ooze made by Nabisco tonight on CBS. <laughs> <laughs> So it, you, then you um, you have about you know four to six pounds of this melted gooey cheese ooze, mm-hmm. and then you throw the the ball of bread in there. You actually have to shoot it from across the room, you know, like you're really? in Game Seven of the NBA Finals. Otherwise, it doesn't work. And, why, uh, why doesn't that work? Is it kind of the force of gravity, or the force of nature, or the force of habit? <laughs> it's more so kind of like the energy that gets put into it. You know, okay. uh, you you throw the uh, you throw the ball into the the Dutch oven. Okay. And if you don't do it right, this doesn't work. Like, you know, it's, it, the, there's the emotional energy that you got to put into the into the toss. Sure. Is so, there a lot of crying involved or sweating or what, what can I expect just from this? Kind of just raw tension. You know, it's okay. like pure, unbrittled, animalistic tension. Okay. Because you're in that moment, the fans are all around you. You know, you got the your Dasco coach courtside. You got your, yeah. What was that? You got the Dasco fans. You got them all. Around. You yep. got them all. They're all there, and they're all. I mean, there's a lot that's on the line here, and they're all cheering you on. So when you finally get that ball in, in the oven, then it can it can bake properly with the cheese. You throw you know a couple pounds of bacon in there, and then you kind of all just put it into this red pepper, and it's it's incredible. And that's kind of the uh, the centerpiece of the whole dish. Yeah, and when we, when you're doing a Thanksgiving, if you bring that to your Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, the room just goes insane. I mean, they go psychotic. They you do know, triple really backflips, synchronized triple backflips, all of your relatives. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
I haven't seen 40 out of my 46 relatives in about 20 years. But when I saw them, they were all doing backflips. And you know why? It's because they had that incredible red pepper cheese bacon sandwich. Yeah, my my grand my grandpa, my grandma, my cousin, my second cousin, my my aunt, my second aunt. They're all doing triple backflips in in synchrony. I yeah, I saw and actually I think one of the last times that I saw your your third aunt, mm-hmm. um, she was doing a nine hundred. Yeah, she was inspired by, you know, Tony Hawk's, you know, greatest achievement of skateboarding history. And she <laughs> did it as well. And it was it was spectacular. She did it right into the pepper. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. And I think that's it's a testimony to the power that food has. You know, food just has like this inherent power to inspire us to overcome our deepest challenges. And our deepest and, uh, fears and demons. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's food. You you take one bite out of a frozen banana, and next thing you know, I can walk to the moon, man. You know, I mean, shut up and dance with me. Yeah. yeah. She took my hand. I don't know how to spell it, dude, <laughs> or whatever the lyrics are. You know. <laughs> I don't know how to spell it. You know, back in my DJing career, um, I used to play that song. People would go nuts. And I felt the exact opposite of that. I felt cashews, you know. If somebody told me to shut up and dance with me, I'd say, excuse me? I'm like, what was that? We don't talk like that. Sorry, what was that again? That was, that was insanely rude. DJ, stop the fucking music. <laughs> we need to talk about this. You know, there's, there's a lot of problems with that, with that statement, shut up and dance. I just, I think, you know. For one, how rude. Yeah. You know? Truly. And secondly, like I'm I if I'm gonna dance, I'm gonna dance on my own terms and you know, I will I I wanna be able to not shut up. You know, I wanna be able to speak at a you know, proper decibel rating. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean and if if you can dance if you want to and you can leave your friends behind, but you don't have to Tell somebody to shut up and dance. You know, right. I mean, they, just, you should let them do it on their own terms. It's an irresponsible. It's an irresponsible statement. You know, shut up and dance. You know, I just, I can't get behind that statement. I've heard it so many times within the past, you know, hundred years. Yes. That I'm kind of getting sick of it. You know, people are just always saying it, and it's just so disrespectful to the greater potential of our spiritual being. So I, I'm really, uh, it's a great song. I love it. You know, it really cheers me up. But I always It is one usually, of the best songs of our generation. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I actually went into, uh, into my audio software here and I edited the shut up part out of the song. You know? Oh, so very like, nice. She said, and dance with me. <laughs> so I just can't stand. She said. And dance with me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, as far as I'm concerned, shut up is a, is a huge swear word in my book. And I'm it not really going to say it anymore. I'm not going to yeah. say it. You I won't can't. hear me saying it. I just, I'm, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> can't do it anymore. Uh, so <laughs> what food do you think would go great on a dance floor for, you know, modern? Like the on, modern the, on the actual dance floor? We, <laughs> is this on a table or is this no, on a chair? No, this is on the dance floor. This you is know, on like, the dance floor. Yeah. You know, I really think a nice spaghetti and meatball would just complement the dance floor 
in just such a spectacularly amazing way. Well, when I see somebody doing like a classic foot stomp, you yeah. know, when they smash the meatball, mm-hmm. there's something that adds to the beauty of their dance. You know, when they smash that spaghetti and the sauce goes splattering all over the place. Oh. It's just wonderful, man. And the shoe already adds all this dimension of flavor that you're getting from the floor. Dead skin cells. Exactly. Dirt, dust. Maybe a little dog poop got Some on there. Termites. I don't know. You're walking your dog in the morning and whoops. <laughs> yeah, I usually don't clean dog shit off my shoes. I When I step in it, I kind of just see it as just I mean, nature. What's the point? It was, what's the point? You know, am I, am I wasting my time? Who am I trying to impress? You know, Who, Who am I trying tr- to impress? <laughs> There's no one else that I'm really trying to to prove anything to, so I just leave it, you know. It's do you whatever, try to man. ever impress your dog, though? I do. do. Uh, he's very disappointed in me, um, and I feel like, uh, I feel like I've, I've let him down. You know, I'm having a real hard time with that. Yeah, I, you know, I, I told my dog once, it just, you know, it wasn't him, it was me, and you know, I just, I needed, I needed to just, I needed to see other dogs, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I sold my dog um, to, uh, to a barber. Dude. Really? Yeah, well, you know, he was lonely, man. The barber just, you know, he would take no does and <clears throat> he'd be up for 20 out of 24 hours just cutting hair and he would just get lonely in his shop. So, well, that's very, he has my dog. very noble and, you know, you know, I, I, I applaud you for that. Yeah, he, he gave me a lifetime subscription to his haircut service, you know. So I can just any any time of the day I can just go in and get a haircut, which is really sometimes I go about six to seven times a day to get a haircut. A lot I of times buzz, I'll just I get a buzz cut at least three times a week. I really love it. I love keeping it crisp. You know, I love uh, you know people skateboarding off my head. So I got to keep a nice surface, just nice and flat and clean. I love it. And I, I just, not a lot of people are doing that. It's starting to become more of a, you know, a trend. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people with haircuts lately. I, I don't get it. I don't like yeah, what, it. What's the deal with haircuts? I, I think they're overrated, you know, and it's it makes me sad to see such a futile trend yeah. uh, become more more of a prominent thing here. And exactly. I'm just really, I'm really sad about it, actually. I mean, personally... Speaking, I don't get a lot of haircuts anymore just because, you know, when they're cutting my hair off and it's leaving my head onto the floor, I can't help but get a little paranoid that my hair is holding some sort of DNA, some sort of, you know, my personal information, my social security numbers, my credit card information, my debit card information. It's all, you know, encoded in my hair. And when they sweep it up, who's going to retrieve that information? Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's that's definitely a reasonable concern these days. I mean, you hear a lot about these uh, these attacks, these kind of cyber attacks that people are doing through hair. You know, if exactly. They and they, they put it on the HP and they scan it into their computer. Yeah, Next the good old H- the, the the tried and true HP. Yeah, it, it's only HP. They don't do Canon. They don't do you know Microjet or whatever it's called. What does HP stand for? Like happy, happy place, uh, or what I is think it it's, called? Yeah, or? I think it's like uh, happy, happy place. I think that is right. Let's look it up here. Let's I just, folks I call in that. if you know uh, HP printers. Let's get some history behind this thing too. You we know, are I, offering a fifty thousand dollar reward for anyone that can crack this case. 
there's some beautiful printers. I mean, there's one at Best Buy, uh, two two eighty nine ninety nine. It's an Office Jet Pro ninety fifteen. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's under three hundred dollars. You're not going to find a better deal on a printer with a scanner with you know the ink. You yeah. have to buy the paper, but <laughs> what printer comes with paper? Oh, we got a couple one star reviews though. Oh. I don't like this here. This is sad. Um, he says, too bad I didn't have time to research and get a better AIO than this stinker HP. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's a little violent. That is, um, that is kind of insulting. The, it's the a happy place. The last, uh, sec- or third to last sentence, the noise it makes when copying and scanning is loud and truly obnoxious. I mean, why would you say that? <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, just it's, so it's damn sad. It's printing out something that you are creating or maybe an invoice, maybe a shipping label. Maybe a letter to your long-lost relative that you never knew. You Incredibly know? sad. Can you, you can put up with the noise. I feel like you could put up with the noise. I love the noise, actually. I usually mic it up. I throw it with, you know, we were talking about SM58s the other day, uh, meaning put a stereo you know, pair several of minutes ago. On there. Yeah. yeah. I love, I've seen you do that. Yeah, it's, it's becoming kind of an addiction of sorts. You know, I just love miking up a printer. Because I just and, love getting that raw sound, man. I mean, nothing beats us, that raw sound of... Of the printer jets just starting off flying into the midnight sky. I love it's, raw uh, sound, man. But you know, <laughs> sometimes if I if I'm listening to raw sound too much, I could get E. coli or salmonella. Not gonna lie. I, you know, I have, I have an idea for a new segment here. Since speaking of bad reviews, yeah. What do you think about picking one restaurant here? Yeah. And let, let's go find a terrible review of it. Sure, let's do it. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna find Wendy's. Okay, Wendy's. I'm gonna find a random Wendy's in Milwaukee here, and right. I want to see just a terrible review. Let's see here. This this is uh, this is Prime TV right here. Ooh, there's a lot of locations. Uh, <laughs> very very interesting here. Very very interesting. TripAdvisor. Here we go. In case you're planning a trip to Wendy's, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, this is a good one. Uh, reviewer Cheesehead88. Uh, <laughs> that from, is about as Wisconsin <laughs> as it gets, ladies and gentlemen. This is from uh, October 2015. He goes, this is a one-star review. Okay. Last night I was dining at this Wendy's. I don't know which one this is, by the way. Uh, while I was eating in the dining room, I observed the guy that had been cooking come out from behind the counter to the area where you get your napkins, ketchup, etc. He proceeded to cough, snort, and clear his throat before bending over and horking <laughs> a huge loogie into the dining room garbage Whoa! can. <laughs> the single most disgusting thing I've ever witnessed at a restaurant. I am contacting the Milwaukee Health Department. Do not eat at this restaurant. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if somebody coughs, I guess it all depends on what happens after they cough and if somebody coughs and i mean what's wrong with that is this guy not allowed to cough i mean what's the deal with coughing <laughs> i don't get coughing uh i got one, one here from applebee's one star <laughs> review let's see here order to go and ask for a medium cooked steak when i opened my container the steak was rare and bleeding I put the steak in the microwave. Very interesting. For two minutes. And it was still rare. It wasn't cooked at all. I'm disgusted by this and will not be eating from Applebee's ever again. Please refer First of all. to my photo upload 
This is what the steak looked like even after I put it in the microwave for two minutes. Yuck. Gross. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if you could see this steak, it is about as rare as rare can be. It is a gem. <laughs> Wait, do you have a picture of it? Or did, did the first? It's post literally a raw. It's like it's cut. It's cut into triangles too. What the fuck? Wait, so did they go back to the kitchen and microwave it, or I'm I'm confused by the review. There's something terribly wrong with microwaving raw meat, though. I I just excuse no me, sir. Uh, my steak is is raw and i would like to use your microwave <laughs> here at apple here at applebee's we really you know put a lot of thought into our meat prep <laughs> here at applebee's we don't use ovens we do, Cutting the we steak do not use the cooktops we use exclusively microwaves and we cut everything in the triangles <laughs> why would you oh that that is one of the most disgusting things <laughs> i've ever heard of <laughs> Uh, I'm going to do another one. Um, Let's do it. <laughs> dude, triangle steaks, that is just horrible. Raw um, triangle steaks, ladies and gentlemen. Raw triangle steaks. <laughs> that might be the, the name of the, the next episode. <laughs> raw triangle. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man, that is fucking hilarious here. Um, let's see here. I'm going to do an A&W. Well, it's us went to an A&W, by the way. For me, it's been like 115 years, so... It's probably been about 117 years for me, you know. <laughs> Definitely before I was born, I remember, you know, thinking of thinking of going. Yeah. It's in it's, my non-existent mind. It's very classic. I'm looking at some pictures here. I I, I do love the color scheme here of an A&W restaurant. It's just so classic. Let's see. Classically here. speaking, uh, if you will. What the fuck? I'm looking at this one here. This is Stephen T. This is from 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. Really? Um, he gives it a three star. The first opening sentence though is interesting. After my boring car show burger, I was now craving a better cheeseburger. And I remember A and W that I have not been to as a kid for the most. See, nobody's been to A and W since they were a kid. Exactly. I have driven past it countless times, and today I'm stopping for a regular bacon cheeseburger. No mot. Is this guy writing this review like in real time? <laughs> I'm currently <laughs> stopping. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm not going to read the rest of that one because it's pretty boring, but uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't like that. Uh, I'm trying to find... Oh, here we go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this, is a, this is like a haiku. It's written like a poetry, a piece of poetry. This is by Adam K. This is April 30th, 2021. One I star. love poetry. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. I will never be back. You lost a longtime customer. No one handling our food had masks or gloves, and one was coughing. It's still a pandemic, folks. Whoa. The food is getting the COVID as well. Yeah. <laughs> the cheese curds had, had Omicron. They, they tested positive. They took a rapid test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were still served. That's what, to me, was just horrible about it. Oh, man. Uh, that, that, is a, that is a nightmare, ladies and gentlemen. The guy really did write like, a piece of poetry, though. It was pretty, pretty beautiful. Like I mean, if, was you can, like... if you can implement some sort of art form poetry, for example, into a review, all the more better. <laughs> I got one more here from TGI Fridays. One star oh. review. <laughs> Prices are stupid expensive. $12 for six mozzarella sticks? They will be out of business soon. 
I Wait, mean, twelve dollars for four mozzarella sticks. Yeah, that that's that not is, a good deal. That is very steep. I mean, how are these like super small mozzarella sticks, or are they like burrito size mozzarella sticks? I've had some incredible mozzarella the... sticks, though. To me, so check this out. Uh, let me know what out. you think about this. Let's, Let's check, check it out. out. <laughs> uh, my stepmother, she makes mozzarella sticks where she uh, seasons the mozzarella first with red pepper flakes. Oh. And then wraps it like in a wonton wrap and then fries it. And it's so fucking good. Oh, I love a little bit of a spicy cheese situation. situation. Yeah. It, it was very delish. I got. I, 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 I want to do one more sticks. here because this one's. This one's uh, seems. I will good. also do one more while you are explaining. Uh, well, this one sounds good. I got to choose between these here because I'm looking at the Outback Steakhouse, which I haven't been to since like 2002. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you ever been there? They have like all the peanuts on the floor and shit. And I've like, only been there once, and I remember. I don't remember eating there for some reason. I only remember going to the bathroom. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Oh, this is great. <laughs> wow. I'm looking at this picture of this filet mignon. This is hor these are a lot of one star reviews. This is a gold mine here. Uh <laughs> wow, this is a long one. All right, I'm gonna read this one. This is from Heather G. This is gonna take uh, about thirty five minutes. <laughs> folks strap in here. Uh I don't know if this one's gonna be good here. Damn, this, these are hard. Okay, I'm just gonna pick this one because this one had the picture of the of the fucking super burnt filet mignon. I gotta send you this here real quick. Um, send it over. Out. I'm collecting all <laughs> bad one star reviews. This That's shit is like kind of one of my passions. It, this hobbies. is seriously like you you wouldn't recognize what this is. That's how burnt it is. This is Outback. Yeah, this is Outback Steakhouse. Check that one out. It's terrible. Okay, so this is uh, from. Um, this is from Tammy H. This is okay. earlier this year. This is actually a February of 2022. Wow. My, my daughters and I went to Outback on Saturday the 26th. <laughs> it's like a poetry, or not a poetry, it's like a, like a diary entry. We breathed in the fresh aromas <laughs> of the new day. <laughs> we decided to take a journey to the Outback. And it was such a spiritual awakening. I stepped on the peanut shell and knew I was in for a real ride. And knew I would spend the rest of my days in physical therapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, after this review, here we go. Uh, to say Ooh. that the best thing about this night was our server, Diana, that was it. <laughs> we were on a wait list to begin with, and the young lady wrote down the wrong number. So after almost an hour, we asked what the issue was, and her response was, we paid you three times. <laughs> she said... <laughs> She says, I hate your guts. I paid you three times. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I said, my phone didn't buzz. What number do you have? Well, you said you didn't see us sitting here all this time. She says, oh, I don't remember faces. <laughs> all I remember is familiar places. Worn out faces. <laughs> the manager was sitting right beside her, but instead of accommodating us, he was being an ass. By the way, the ass is uh, edited here, and the, and the Yelp review has two asterisks. Oh, very nice. So I, can, I can respect that. I respect the, the, uh, the consideration. I we still choose to stay. If you will. <laughs> indeed, indeed. We still chose to stay in spite of the foolishness. The end result was my food below. I was offered some soup for the inconvenience. Last <laughs> but not least, the phone. <laughs> We're sorry we burnt the shit out of your steak. Here's a, here's a cup of soup. Here's a cup of soup, which is uh, burnt steak soup. <laughs> we just took your steak and just mouthed it completely. <laughs> We just we made it into a soup. That's how we, is this all right? we are. 
last but not least, the filet mignon didn't taste like real steak at all. <laughs> as opposed, like real steak as opposed to what fake steak? <laughs> fake, <laughs> I love fake steak. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. I got to find one more, but but hit me with yours. Yes, this one is from Red Robin Gourmet Burgers and Brews. <laughs> one star a year ago. I ordered boneless chicken wings, and they were dry and undercooked. <laughs> How does there that was work? more coating on the chicken than there was chicken. <laughs> they ended up refunding my money, but I was very dissatisfied with my order. Their food has changed a lot since COVID started. How can, how can something be undercooked and dry? That's what I want to know. I'm going to open up this investigation. It seems like a kind of a misconception. I'm confused. I feel like that person, uh, there's more that needs to be said there with that person. I feel like they left a lot of, uh, a lot of things open here. You know, I, I appreciate their honesty, though. I think, you know, Red Robin will read this review and just be smiling the whole time <laughs> and just shedding tears of, of you know, happiness. <laughs> I, got, I got one here. Um, Final review, ladies and gentlemen. This, <laughs> is, this is the grand finale. <laughs> but first, I have to read you just the first uh, sentence from this other review right below it. Yeah. This is the same. This is still Outback. This was from 2014, August 10. The first sentence is, it's cold, dark, and the furniture is falling apart. <laughs> I just love the idea of just sitting in this restaurant and it's just freezing cold. Your it's chair about, is like barely. It's about negative 15 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> the restaurant is negative 15. Uh, the chair. There's a single light. <laughs> yeah, there's just there's one. A no, light. it's not even a light. It's a candle light. <laughs> yeah, there's one single like 12 ounce candle in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> for the whole. For, it's a. It's, oh, oh God. It's oh, a God. huge. It's a huge restaurant too. But this single candle just lights up the whole restaurant. We all have to. <laughs> We all have to sit by the candle and eat our cold filet mignons. <laughs> we all hold hands. We all just hold to keep hands warm. for warmth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Outback Steakhouse, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> all right, here's this one. I mean, this is this is a good one. I feel complete after this. This is uh, from Eric V. This is January 21st of 2019. And where is this from? This is uh, still Outback. Oh, this is still Outback. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is a one star. Figured we try here for lunch after an eight year break due to getting violently sick 45 minutes after eating the steak and Holy lobster. <laughs> wow. 45 minutes, dude. That's not a time has elapsed since you <laughs> ate the, the steak and lobster and you're dude, already just blowing chunks in the bathroom. <laughs> Literally like shitting your brains out and puking on the booth. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get to the bathroom. You're still there <laughs> conversing about the weather and graduation. And my thing is, like, at what point do you realize something's wrong? I mean, I get it. Like, you can eat food and it it could seem perfectly fine, but then there's always um, that uh oh moment. You know? I feel like there's like something if if like if you get sick that fast. I feel like there's got to be something that you need to pay attention to. Yeah, when you when you first realize, you know, the fountain of disappointment, if you will, flowing through your digestive system, <laughs> it's uh, it's not a it's not a pleasant experience. <laughs> Violently sick forty five minutes after eating the steak and lobster. <laughs> steak and lobster. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? 
It was steak, lobster, uh, PB and J, and uh, a glass of orange juice. <laughs> I don't understand why I got completely violently sick. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, new location, same low quality food. Order the this is the same guy. Order the Outback Burger, medium well with fries and burger came with what looked like a chunk of hay through the middle holding burger <laughs> together like a toothpick. It's probably what the cow had, or probably what cow had for last meal because burger was still mostly mooing. What? Nearly, had, <laughs> <laughs> nearly had to drink the bottom bun due to all the grease that leaked from the burger. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's using a lot of descriptive words to... In, I, I can really, you know, get into his head and, like, experience, like, what it was like, like, yeah. visually I, speaking. I really, yeah, I, I can, I, I admire this guy here. Uh, he almost had to drink the bottom bun, and to me, that's just... When I you're love having... drinking the bottom bun. I mean, let's be honest. It holds most of the flavor. It's it's very, very liquidy. Everybody I judges me. I don't get it. What's wrong with drinking the bottom bun? <laughs> I love it. My wife had the soup, in parentheses, chicken tortilla, and salad, and the soup tasted disgusting. A can of Campbell's soup would have tasted better and would have costed less. She didn't finish it and asked for a bowl of the baked potato soup. Guest kitchen got cans mixed up because it tasted more like cream of mushroom soup with some potato in it. Excuse me. The waitress was nice, but service definitely was not quick, and we were two couple in the restaurant. Left. <laughs> this is great. Left restaurant and still having issues digesting food. And he will for the rest of his life. <laughs> 36 <laughs> years later, I'm still digesting that cow. 36 later, I got violently sick from, <laughs> from the soup. <laughs> Told my wife if I ever suggest Alba again, she has my mission to kick me squarely in the fellas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this guy's not joking around. Ma'am, uh, he calls his wife ma'am. Ma'am, can we go to the Outback Steakhouse? <laughs> ma'am, wow. could you uh, kick me in the fellows, please? <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you kick me in the, can you kick me right in the fellows? <laughs> no, I, would I, really, I would greatly appreciate it. I'm I know really we, we went to Applebee's again, and, uh, you know, this is my promise, you know. <laughs> I guess the only thing I can comment Outback on is the ice water and the bread we had while we waited for a blooming onion to finish growing so they could bread it and fry it up. Growing. <laughs> oh, this guy's really pissed, man. <laughs> I love reviews. They they have you know people that spend the time to you know describe their experience. It's 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 very poetic in nature. Yeah, uh, I I respect them because they're really taking the time here. Exactly, you know, they're really taking the time to to passionately describe how terrible their experience was. And I respect and, uh, that. You know, I, yeah kind of warn people of the food, of the hospitality, of everything <laughs> in a restaurant has to offer. I really love these. I mean, these are just... Anytime that I'm feeling bummed, I just I read some uh, some Yelp or some Google reviews, and it, <laughs> it uh, cheers me right up. I mean, these people are writing like seven-paragraph reviews. Even the yeah, five-star is... ones. Like, there's a four-star one that's like... It's like a, uh... a novel. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second here. What the fuck? Wow. Yeah, these people are very passionate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, that's good. It's inspiring. It makes me not want to go to the... I haven't been there again since, you know, 1906, but uh, I don't think and I'm going to be going there anytime okay. soon. <laughs> and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, 
real quick before we uh before we jump into any more questions, I want to know what your best meal of the week was. Man, so many come to mind. I've had over ten thousand meals this week. Very nice. Um, let let's see. Let's rewind. I had a nice um, bowl, a rice bowl with some chicken, some all sorts of like some green beans and some raisins and some. Um, what else was in there? I don't know. Just just a nice, fresh, you know, all natural ingredient uh, chicken bowl. Very nice. What kind of rice? It was basmati rice with some basmati. lentils in there as well. Hell yeah, dude! And then I also had a nice chicken salad. Uh, yesterday just very very nice fresh cucumbers spring mix um you got the apple cider vinegar you got the olive oil cracked pepper and i admire uh, you're eating very clean i yeah i'm complete opposite right now i mean i'm drinking the bottom bun uh <laughs> you're drinking eating... the bottom bun you're eating steak soup <laughs> yeah i'm eating dust <laughs> Tri- triangle steak what, what was it Tri- a triangle the raw triangle steaks. Right, I'm eating raw triangle steaks. I'll I'll definitely have to send you that picture because it, it literally looks like raw beef in triangle. <laughs> oh man, that's terrible. Form. Oh man. But yeah, no, I I have, I really need to clean it up a little bit here. I uh, it's I've been... also been eating some pizza though, you know, so it it, it kind of balances itself out. It kind I got of screwed Sicilian it. the other day. Did you really? Yeah, the pepperoni. It was very, very good. I was at the I was at the grocery store the other day, and I was debating whether to get a screaming Sicilian, but I went with the uh, the Connie's. You know, I've seen Connie. I haven't met her, but I heard that she makes great pies. Oh, she's just true? a sweetheart, and just makes. Honestly, the pies aren't good. I don't even know why I got the pie that I did, because I was disappointed with it the last time I got it. I gotta say, I think the font really turns me off. It's like that weird, like, uh, you know, garlicky gargoyle kind of font. Yeah, I, they use too much garlic in the font. To be honest, <laughs> way too much garlic in the way font. too much garlic. I, I am, you know, I'm tearing up in the eyes and in the nose. Yeah. My nose gets emotional too. It'll, it'll, it'll cry. The crying yeah. nose, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is the name of my new novel. Ladies and gentlemen, we introduce to you the crying nose. <laughs> the crying nose. <laughs> it's very. Uh, it's a very central piece of literature. Oh, let's say this: the crying nose. <laughs> Autographs at the end, please. We're not taking any flash photography. We're not offering any autographs until the end of the book signing. And when I mean any, I really mean any. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for your first time, the crying nose. <laughs> you can shake his hand after the show. But don't blow his nose. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't blow his nose. Don't I even the, look at his nose. I love the crying nose. I, as the, the minute I read the book, I became an instant fan. It's, it's a cult classic. Everybody can relate to it because when you just see a font that just, you know, sprinkles tears through your nose molecules. Yeah, and remember that chapter when he's just talking about flying kites in the park? I think everybody can, you know, find that amusing. Everybody's been there. You know, everybody yeah, exactly. <laughs> Metaphorically, physically, perhaps. Yeah, spiritually. In, in one way or another. I think, you know, a lot of kites have been flown in the past year. And, yeah, and over the crying 10 nose. million kites. <laughs> I love kites. 
My father is a kite. My father is a kite. He <laughs> flies everywhere. I was born from a kite. I've I been flying. A, <laughs> I was born a kite. But quickly I'm a became into human form. <laughs> Ladies man. and gentlemen, the crying knows. <laughs> no flash photography, please. No, please the crying knows hates flash photography. <laughs> Keep it down, everybody. The crying nose is very sensitive to noise. <laughs> Do you? Are you uh, going back to what I said about the? Now, Ben Bruns, when you when you eat food, what kind of uh, food do you eat? No, um, you know, are you a fan of the bowl? I mentioned I had I had a chicken bowl with some rice and vegetables. Are you a fan of that concoction, or do you prefer, you know, other food? <laughs> I like marbles, you know, and a lot of times when I throw marbles into the mix, it, it always makes a dish better. No, oh, but I um, love it. <laughs> no, I, I do think that the that a chicken bowl has a fantastic. I had another thought in my mind as I was trying to say that one. Did it slip into a, a different dimension? It's, it's into the fourth dimension. Oh, that is that's a lot of dimensions. <laughs> Many dimensions. It uh, was doing some math equations as I was trying to. Very think nice. about Very nice. yeah uh, i think bowls just in general have have a lot of potential yeah and uh i haven't had a good chicken bowl i've had a good like tuna bowl nice before. It's like uh <laughs> you know they say tuna is the chicken of the sea or whatever right that is that what they true. Say? <laughs> i for some reason didn't understand that that phrase for the longest time and up until recently i was like oh that's what they mean by that well, it is interesting because I never, when I used to look at tuna, uh, I didn't notice the beak. So, like, I started yeah, to see, exactly. you know, I was like, oh, the beak and the, and the little <laughs> talons. I'm like, oh, yeah, now I, can, now I get it. Yeah, now I get it. And it, I, they, they you always will similar. get it as well. Yeah, that's the great thing about getting things is that you yeah. always get it once you get it. And the crying nose will kind of elaborate that a little in his debut um, novel. Um more so to come in his later works, uh, I, I hope. He came but, out with you know. a book, uh, you know, kind of like a companion piece to his main novel. It was called uh, The Wisdom of the Crying Nose. And, really? And what was, is his, his main book is just called The Crying Nose, right? Yeah, that was the first one. And then he, and then he yeah. came out with kind of like a mini, like 30-page 30, 30 companion to it called The Wisdom of the Crying Nose. Oh, okay. I got you. I was a little confused by the t like the, the title of his first novel just because, you know, it just says The Crying Nose. I don't know if there was any other, you know, letters or words on there. That's all it was. It was very minimal. I loved it. I just, and, I love, I love, you know, going to that book signing with you. Like the oh, yeah. first release, you know, I wasn't because you were you were there with the wisdom of the crying nose. You were there for that book signing, right? Yeah, I did stop down there momentarily. It was hard to get in. I mean, there were so many people. I honestly, there's no way. Where, I what, where was the book signing? By the uh, way, that was at Domino's. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, yeah. I love how just... the crying nose just shows up in the most random spots, like everyday spots. You know, well, that's I'll, what I love. I'll, he's he's an everyman. You know, I'll he's go just... in and get a half pineapple have pepperoni pizza and you know lo and behold there's the crying nose well he the crying nose signing. loves people and really understands that in order to connect with the people he has to go where the people go you know nobody goes under the bridge downtown so he had to go to Domino's. exactly and you know i i applaud the crying nose and i'm sure he'll blow his nose for everybody <laughs> you know oh yeah 
I think that's what's beautiful is that he always finishes his signings with his blowing his nose. Yeah, and it, and it resonates. The crowd just erupts. I mean, it's they just... mic that up too. They actually use you know. There we go again with the fifty-eight, a classic, <laughs> universal, uh, industry standard microphone that they mic up the crying nose with. Oh, I love it. It's crystal clear sound. It sounds like a like a waterfall, man. I mean, this the, sounds like the... a waterfall in space. Exactly, like the sound just reverberates forever. You know, the 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 mucus and the snot is blowing through. You oh know, yeah, and surfing is... through the midnight space. I didn't really. I, I read an article about you know the miking of the crying nose last night, and apparently there's a little bit of reverb. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of when, when did like he very subtle, that? very subtle reverb. I think 2011, 2012. I think hmm. before it was just dry, you know. But he needed a little bit more moisture, so they added a little bit of uh, reverb. Very interesting, yeah. Because I, when I first heard it, I, I knew it was something different about. The sound of the crying nose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it, it, it did kind of travel through my my eardrums, my ear canals, a little bit smoother than it, it otherwise would have. Um, so I couldn't quite pinpoint it, though. You know, I was mm-hmm. just too. I was so fascinated by just seeing the crying nose in person. Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 such a it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I mean, it, it was on my bucket list. For the oh, longest yeah. time, yeah. Well, he'll be back. I mean, he'll, he's going to be doing. But sometimes more he books. doesn't show up. You know, it's just yeah. It's... That's what's hard about it. You know, sometimes he's he's somewhere else. He thought he was going to be there. Now he's somewhere else, and he he's really sensitive though to the smell. Mm-hmm. So I think like if there's like a certain place that he goes to, he just he can't be there because the smell is so flavorful, if you will. You know, there's there's such yeah. an aromatic intensity to it that the crying nose just. He immediately walks into the other direction, and, and he just keeps walking until he can't smell it anymore. So you never know where he's actually going to be if he's not where he was. He's just he's following the scent of life, you know. <laughs> Which I've always admired about. This. That's not always certain where that's where that is. No, no. If you just keep if you keep sniffing, you'll eventually find the beautiful smell. You know, the, it's probably one of the yeah. greatest smells you've ever smelled, and and that's what yeah. I love about the crying nose is because he he knows, no pun intended where he's going to, <laughs> to to find one of the greatest smells. I mean, he's so he truly is a pioneer in the world of scent. He really is, yes, and just a phenomenal novelist, if I do oh, say so myself. Incredible novelist. Or I don't know why I'm saying that myself. I didn't write the novel. Well, he I mean, there's so many words that he uses. I mean, he used over 40 words and I can't yeah. believe it. nobody's really done that before. You know, 40? you had Thomas Edison in the 1840s, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, 40 words span across 250 pages. I mean, who does that? Who does that? No, there's, well, a lot nobody... of, there's a lot of blank pages, and I think that's kind of an artistic statement. Well, it allows you time to consider the words. You know, I think when, when at least when I'm flipping through, I, I, I have like, there's like 30 blank pages in a row, but it just gives me that time to just really consider the word that I just read. Right, exactly. And that's, what, that's what I love about the experience, because again, it is so insightful and... Um, I just feel like I'm deep sea diving into the depths of my own soul. You know? Like deep sea diving into the most deepest literature and you know art in the history of mankind. When you read, do you wear a scuba mask? Because sometimes I feel like that does help, especially when you you're know, reading I, his books. That is, I mean, thank you for asking that first and foremost. Uh, that's an excellent question. Um, I do um, pretty much only because my scuba goggles have prescription. Mm. 
prescriptions in them. Very nice. Um, yeah. But other otherwise, you know, I'll just I'll I'll just find a, a regular pair of reading glasses. But yeah. I, I do like to indulge myself sometimes, feeling like I am this deep sea diver, diving into the world of literature, diving into the world of art, diving into you know my soul, like really getting in touch with nature, spirituality, and religion. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think it's what we it's what we're doing. And again, that's what what the nose wants for us as consumers of his art form. You know, yeah. and, and I mean, uh, in the first novel, it's all it's these these uh, these themes are all outlined in in it. You know, yeah. A lot of people haven't paid attention. I don't think a lot of people have paid attention since you know the eighteen twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, you just know, generally speaking, pe- yeah. People's attention span has just been getting shorter and shorter, and that's what I love about this book is because. It just lengthens your attention span. It's like the more you read it, the more you can pay attention. I love lengthening my attention span. <laughs> I lo- it's incredible. I love stretching it across you know, millions of years. Mm-hmm. It's a really beautiful thing. Um, yeah. I, I love gardening. You know, I love iced tea. There's just so much that I love. And uh, it's, it's oh, they all yeah. kind of just wrapped, wrapped like, a, like a green Christmas tree. Yeah, I love, I love kiwi. I love vases. I love... You know, scrambled eggs, hot sauce, oh, hell yeah. ironing boards. I, I love all this, all these items that make up the world. I love them all. It's like space. a waterfall of items. Waterfall of items. You got your Windex. You got, you know, avocados. You got, you know, pizza cutter. You got forks. You got napkins. You got a bicycle without a wheel. You got, you know, a rusty... A rusty gardening tool, you know. <laughs> it's just one of those things that you'll you'll get eventually. You'll see it. Uh, yes. One of the things that I love is Windex on salads. Oh, I think it makes it good. You do, it's not you don't have to douse it too much. You just kind of give a couple couple sprays, and yep, uh, it exactly. really puts a nice sheen on on the greeneries. Um, well, you taught me that. Like, if I'm in a rush. Like I've, I've I've mentioned to you, like I'm I'm always in a rush, and you said, like I don't have time to dress my salads. I don't. And you and you said, you know, just put some Windex on the salad. It, it just adds a nice dimension of flavor. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful dimension. And um, you know, you, you throw it on there, you spray it on there. Now does it taste bluer? It looks bluer. And next thing I know, I'm feeling like two hundred dollars. I'm next driving thing down I know the street. I'm in the emergency room. They're pumping my stomach. You know, but, but it's fun. It. It's really fun. It's it's supposed to be fun. Let's be honest. <laughs> Doctors love it. I love it. What can I say? It's just something that I do. Yeah, I I love doctors. <laughs> doctors and dentists, man. That's, doctors and dentists. That's my new concept album. Yeah. Well, do you want to do a couple of uh, trivia questions here? Yeah, let's 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 do that. All right. nice, you want, it's you always want to go a first? nice wrap up to the the episode. Oh, indeed. Yes. Let's. You want me to start? You said. Yeah. Okay. My question for you: fifty thousand dollars on the line. What is the most popular food in the world? Uh, I'm gonna go with answer pizza. No shit. You you have chosen wisely. It's it's just such a universe. I mean, come on. It's the thing about like pizza. I feel like is every culture can make it their own. Oh, absolutely. You know, I really feel yeah. like it, it's such a versatile cuisine or it's one entree. Of the few, yeah, I I totally agree with that. And it's one of the few foods that I can eat every day and not get sick of it. 
And yeah. it just it's such a brilliant food. You got the richness of the tomato sauce. You got, you know, the richness of the cheese and the, the nice airy aerodynamic crust. And the toppings. You can really customize your toppings too. Yeah. It, I love customization. There's there's so m- much room for customization with pizza. That's what I think makes it one of the greatest culinary experiences one could have. And we can confirm this because the trivia answer <laughs> says pizza. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got one for you. Sure. Let's hit me with the question. What year did the hit first Taco Bell... Hit me with your <laughs> best question. Dun, 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 dun. Fire away! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fire away! <laughs> Almost got up to that note, ladies and gentlemen. Still, still who, working on who that. Who is that? Is that Pat Benatar? That is Pat Benatar. That guitar solo in that song is a work of art. I don't really hear it again. It's been many years. Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, what year did the first Taco Bell open? Ooh, that I know some of the history of Taco Bell, where it was founded. I'm oh, going damn. to say, hmm, that is a good question. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with 1975. A little bit lower. <laughs> Let's go 1965. Uh, getting closer. A little bit lower. 1960. Oh, a little bit higher. Whoa, 1962. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it only took me three times to answer that question. First talk about opening in 1462. <laughs> it was <laughs> very interesting. It was very, very nice. Uh, yeah, I find that interesting. Um, I haven't been to a Taco Bell, I think, since 2012. So, yeah. I used to go there quite a bit on my way home from work. Um, It does hold a very sentimental place in my heart. Just a lot of good times going there with my friends late at night, like one or two in the morning. Oh, yeah. Just getting the beefy five layer, getting that just classic dollar, you know, hard shell taco. Yeah, I used to love the hard shells. I used to get the uh, cinnamon twists. I loved those a lot. Of course, the hot sauces were. They don't have those anymore, apparently. That is insane. They do have the. They don't have the apple empanadas anymore. That's what they don't have. Oh, that's what they say. Like, taking away the cinnamon twist is just a, I mean, that's a travesty, man. Right. It's a classic ingredient or a classic It's a classic travesty. (laughs) Yeah. Indeed. Oh, yeah. Well, here is my final question for you, Ben. And if you win this, you're going to Hollywood. (laughs) Excellent. Um, my question for you is, what is a person with a particular interest in food called? Hmm. What is um, a foodie? Dude, you're two for two. <laughs> wow, is that really Amazing. it? Amazing. That is a foodie, yes. I, I was expecting something like, you know, something super fancy, I guess. But, uh, yeah, well, you know, the, the tuxedo is not included in this question. It is just, <laughs> a, it's just a standard standard answer. I love it, man. Um, follow-up question, would you consider yourself a foodie? Uh, I consider myself, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't, 
Let me think about this, actually. I don't... Uh, I feel like it's not like a huge... Despite that we have a podcast all about it. I feel like I don't... <laughs> I don't like specifically go out of, or the lack thereof. <laughs> I feel like I don't specifically go out to go try foods. Like I, I love food. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the foods that I love, I love a lot. Sure. And I love talking about it. Yeah. But I don't. Like, it's not something that I'm. I'm not every weekend going out to try something new. I'm not sure. trying to cook something new. To me, that's what I would think about like a foodie. Somebody who's like going always out to go try new restaurants because they know about this new one that opened up or. You know, this sure. old one they haven't been to since 1780. This old one that just opened up. <laughs> this old one that just opened <laughs> So uh, I don't know if I could wear wear that title uh, proudly. That's okay. I still appreciate you for having a, you know, appreciation for food. You love the foods that you love, and oh, that's yeah. beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. I love eating food. All right, I got one for you here. Uh, All right. Boy, <laughs> the anticipation. I'm really feeling this question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which soft drink is the oldest soft drink in the USA? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to, you know, my intuition tells me that I'm going with the classic Coca-Cola. One would think, right? This <laughs> one actually... I can never get a question right. <laughs> this one, though, uh, is has a title in it. The, the, the person who the soda is named after mm. uh, contains a professional title that he's known by. Dr. Pepper? Or? Yes. Really? Oh, my God. I was literally kind of kidding about that answer, <laughs> but I'm so glad I got it right. I'm not a Dr. Day. Pepper in 317 years. Uh you know, I like so Dr. Many, Pepper. Yeah, there's so many. Fl- there's about forty thousand flavors or whatever amount that they have in there. It's just <laughs> it's it's a little too much. Am I tasting caramel? Am I tasting ham? Like mashed potatoes? There's so many flavors <laughs> and ingredients in it. It's it's hard to keep track. Am I right? Oh, I'm, you're very right. Uh, this is like yeah. There's a Dr. Pepper dark berry soda. Whoa! You get the soda soda emporium dot com. Oh, I uh, love which the soda, is a soda real emporium. Thing. <laughs> uh, right here's a review. Soda emporium. <laughs> Cherry and vanilla don't get around. It's a it's a one star review by Soda Master One. Whoa! <laughs> on reviewed on DrPepper.com. <laughs> if there's one thing that tastes apparent, it's that cherry and vanilla don't belong together in soda. It's like two two flavors are competing for your taste buds. But with every swallow, you're only left with the cough medicine flavor. <laughs> the three made it. I was unintentional. <laughs> the three major soda makers have tried it, with the biggest recently coming out with their vanilla cherry concoction, but it too failed to deliver. All three major companies have cherry versions of their sodas, which taste absolutely wonderful, with Dr. Pepper Cherry being my favorite of the three. And with the exception of Dr. Pepper, the others have vanilla versions of their sodas too, both having great taste. But combining these two flavors is a mistake. This is not a great flavor. Dr. Pepper should have released a Dr. Pepper vanilla instead of a vanilla float again, or instead, or vanilla float again which is a great flavor. It's a very eloquent review. Now I know the reason this flavor isn't available everywhere and only at one retailer where I live. It just isn't very good. Unleash vanilla and Dr. Pepper by itself. Real fans of Dr. Pepper will love you for it. That was pretty wow. hardcore. <laughs> See, I, I would have to sincerely disagree with his opinion <laughs> that cherry and vanilla cannot go together. No, I, I think they make a wonderful couple. I think they complement each other. I think they have good compromise i think they you know 
you know, you know, vanilla works a lot, but they're able to come back together and really, you know, make some beautiful memories. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't understand where this guy's coming from. I just don't get it. One last thing here, Dr. Pepper. It was uh, created in the 1880s by pharmacist Charles Alderton, Alderton, in Waco, oh, Texas. Shit. I guess Waco's famous for two things: Dr. Pepper and. David Koresh, and first served around Very 1885. Nice. Dr. Pepper was first nationally marketed in the United States in 1904. That's pretty interesting. That is very. I know that. My my brain is very stimulated right now. So thank you for that. Thank you for that oh, trivia yeah. question. I'm I'm glad I was able to learn something new. Yeah, I mean, its original slogan was "King of Beverages" from 1889 to 1914. I like that. I like that. You know, they're they're not afraid to. Tell everybody that this this is the best beverage of all time. Uh, I don't understand some of these. I mean, we could go forever talking about these slogans. There's a hell of a lot of slogans here that Dr. Pepper has had. <laughs> They've had over uh, <laughs> 10,000 slogans. Yeah, this is pretty, <laughs> oh, pretty ridiculous here. Well, wow. uh, on that note, uh, I need to use the gentleman's restroom. I'm really uh, having to push out some mud, if you will. So Wow. Well... <laughs> Sometimes you got to release the brick. <laughs> exactly. It's a brick house. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the sixth episode of Food Styly. You can find us anywhere that you, you listen to podcasts. And don't forget, if you're in the Milwaukee area, make sure you come to Pap's Best Place, where, where we will be doing a live Food Styly episode. July 15th. It is, uh, I forgot exactly what time we're doing it, but you should come for the whole thing. We got uh, Buddy Styles and the Dreamy Jams playing. We have Son and then uh, our very own Michael Sodnik opening up the show with the solo set here. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be the best of times. Indeed. Well, good sir. Enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. Yes. Until next time, folks. Enjoy, Enjoy your Dr. Pepper. Hollywood production. <laughs> oh, I will. Thank oh, you. I will. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> Have a good one. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>